0: Chanel, What's up?
1: Hey, how are you? I'm doing good. Welcome to Chanel's Language Learning Journey Podcast.
0: Cool, Where cool. Where amazing
1: things happen. And I mean they happen. <laughs> yeah.
0: Cool. Well, sorry it took me a while to get here, yeah, figuring um, this whole thing out.
1: Oh no, I understand. I, can, I definitely understand. I've only been using this for... Um,
0: uh Oh, must have got a message that distracted you.
1: Yeah. they can wait. Okay, so, um, everybody, I want to welcome. I want to welcome everybody to Chanel's Language of Journey podcast. Um, this is episode six and this is my very first interview with a really good friend of mine um we've been friends for like 21 years i mean he's practically family um dana olson from cleveland ohio who is a language lover and i mean he was learning languages before the internet came (laughs) into existence so um he's what are you now 35 Okay, yep. 35 years old. He's completely blind. He knows braille. He does uh, Windows and uses iPhones and uh, he speaks English um, and Spanish. Um, he did uh, mm-hmm. learn some French along the way. And, um, mm-hmm. I'm going to let him tell about his story, and in between telling his story, I'll ask him some questions, so I hope everyone enjoys episode 16, um, Dana's um, language learning journey as a a, a visually impaired um, um, Spanish speaker.
0: Well, well um it for me, it kind of started out uh I heard people speak in Spanish when I was little, and I didn't yet grasp the concept that people did speak other languages other than the ones you know other than the one that we spoke so um i at first i was when I heard these people talking i got I was thinking that they were just making up words, so I was like you know, yeah, mom, I could do that too. And I started like trying to imitate it and it just sounded like it was babble. My mom was embarrassed and of course she was, you know, told me to be quiet and all that, but and I understood why shortly thereafter. Um, But yeah, like just from that little experience right there, I was interested in knowing that people were able to speak in other languages, you know, that English wasn't just a universal language. Um, So, I started just bugging everybody I knew since like you know I pointed out the internet really didn't exist at that point uh so all you really could do is either take classes on it or ask people that you knew, and I mostly just asked people that I knew uh you know every every time I got a chance, you know, I'd ask them about different words, different uh phrases, and stuff like that uh, when I got into junior high, I started taking um, Spanish at that point, but the school I was in really wasn't conducive to learning anything. You know, you really weren't getting anything done. So I didn't get much out of that. Kind of the same thing in high school. Uh, The teacher that I had was just, you know, ain't no better way to say it, but she was lazy. You know, she didn't really help us and there would be a lot of times she would expect us to work on assignments, and we'd come to her and say, hey, what's this word or what's that word? And all she'd say is, you know, go and look it up in the dictionary.
1: Now, now so, I, have, I have a quick interjection here. Um, I'm just curious. So, from what age was it that you really first, like, was it three? Was it five? Was it?
0: When I had that experience that I described, I was probably about three or four. Okay. And, you know, so, yeah, and then I really didn't get to really learn anything substantial or even start to learn anything, take classes on it until I was, like, 12 or 13 in junior high. Now,
1: I also wanted to know, like, did you mostly use audio materials? I mean, because back then, evidently, you know, you can go to your local bookstore and get some tapes. I mean, because that's basically what they had was tapes or cds so i mean was it that or did you have braille at your disposal what type of technology helped you or was it just all by you know ear
0: uh most of it was by ear i didn't really start getting into like language tapes and stuff until probably around junior high or so and even then access to that was kind of limited in my opinion, I don't feel like they were the they didn't really give you the tools to learn Spanish or any other language for that matter. Like you really couldn't learn it that well. So that's why I am thankful for today's technology, because I have seen that the classes have come a long way. And the uh, the dictionaries that you look Spanish up in or uh, the books that you looked that that you would read Spanish content on. It's way more detailed now. Um, but, yeah, so after, when, when that happened in high school, you know, our teacher just kept sending us a dictionary. After, well, I, I did start getting into it, and then I realized I liked it, like, a lot. And it became not only a way to to try to get a good grade, but it was a hobby, you know, and I to this day I do that. I, I'm always studying Spanish, like, even though I'm, you know, technically right. fluent in it, I still am always looking up stuff, you could never, you know, you could never learn too much. And like English or, you know, most other developed languages, Spanish is, you know, it's very rich in content. So there's so much to learn, you know?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I've been watching Narcos on Netflix. And oh, I was going to say that is another uh, resource that I find as a language learner and as a teacher of English as a foreign language, to be, um, you can find languages, film and, and TV shows, and just about any language on Netflix. I mean, you just type in the search, you know, Dutch this, or Norwegian that, or Danish this, or sweet, and you'll be surprised what you find. And there's a lot of Spanish content, and especially the content that uh, uh, Netflix produces. They they have contracts with other countries. And a lot of it is the uh, Western European language, the main ones, you know, German and Italian, Portuguese, French, Spanish. Um, And they are getting more now into the South um, Asia, Pacific languages, Um, Chinese, Japanese, Korean, not so much Vietnamese, but those are like the top three. (laughs)
0: Yeah, but they need to kind of step the game up with the Vietnamese a little bit because you can't even access it from the iPhone. Even though, from what I understand, there's a lot of there, uh, there, Apple stores over. In actually, Vietnam.
1: there you can do. You can change. The, well, if you study Vietnamese, um, you can change the keyboard and have a Vietnamese keyboard. You know, but yeah. and you can change it to yeah. Vietnamese, but you better know Vietnamese before you do that. Um, Of
0: course, yeah, because you'll be lost. I did that once with Chinese, and it took a long time to fix it.
1: (laughs) Uh, I did that when I first started Russian, and it wasn't even a month into it. I mean, now I can read web pages in Russian, so it's not, you know, my boyfriend was like, all you need to do is speak. I'm like, I know, I know, I need to speak a lot more. Um, But I'm just curious, like, did you, when you went, after you know graduating um did you go to college did you study any spanish in college did you interact with people
0: i did go on to study in college and
1: that was a little
0: easier you know that the the going was a little better right. i had more materials i did have tapes to study spanish with and also uh the teachers i had there for the most part they were they were pretty decent i felt like they were pretty good at what they did um yeah i had well actually all of them spoke spanish pretty well and it kind of shocked me especially with the first one because you know from what i understood he was just you know all straight all-american guy you know and but he he knew the language inside and out so
1: my my yeah, cool. my professor is my well For the first one, the last class I had, Um, he was from Mexico City. But as you know, when you go to college, they give you a book. They give you the CDs. Well, you got to buy the book and the CDs, but, you know, still get it. And you're told, okay, here's the workbook. You got to do this. I spent probably more time in the learning center with the tutors. (laughs) Because I didn't do the internet thing back then. I just, I learned it by ear. And Uh by the time I was done with all four classes, I pretty much was fluent at understanding it more on a passive level than I was an active level. I, I was A1 active, but C1 with being able to tell people what was written on the page and and it wasn't until recently mm-hmm. when I actually had a conversation with someone from who lived in Mexico with their Mexican boyfriend and I spoke two hours of Spanish and I'm not going to lie. I had a headache after it was over. Oh, yeah. I mean, it lasted I mean... for two hours. Like, right. I, I mean, but I knew I was fluent because I was able to like compensate for words that I didn't remember by using other words. And, yeah. um, you know, it, I, I do have to say, um, I have friends in the polyglot world right now that, you know, they got their own websites and they got, they've written books and uh-huh. they've been all over the place and, uh-huh. um, you don't necessarily got to go to school anymore for it, which is a great thing about technology. Um, I mean, I guess my learning styles changed since you know college days um mm-hmm. you know cuz i still learn by ear but uh a lot of it's internet based so i mean i use like youtube and tune in radio and memorize i don't use duolingo i'm, I'm not the biggest duolingo fan but Good. but um you know i do use my braille display my my braille age 40 so i'm just curious like now that you know with the advent of you know the internet being such a i mean you you can learn any language from your house for free i mean Uh do you find using you know some of the you know apps out there or just the internet in general to be a lot more helpful now for you than it was you know 18 years ago
0: Oh yeah I mean I definitely enjoy the apps I think in a lot of cases the apps are very helpful um, the, the I, it's kind of fifty50 about whether or not they work with voiceover of course so you got to kind of do your homework on right. that but the ones that do work I do enjoy um, like I find that the you know the Amazon and Walmart apps work pretty well I definitely don't like trying to navigate them from the mobile you know not the mobile side but you know what I mean like if you try to Look it up through Safari or something.
1: Like I am, like if you had like five, five um, language learning sites that you go to.
0: Um, I go to Diccionarios del Mundo. Mm -hmm. Um, and also I use Word Reference dot com and then uh, wordreference.com is pretty good because like if you don't know Spanish that well or if you just want to do like a a translation from English to Spanish or Mm -hmm. uh, the other way around, that site is helpful. Uh, Diccionarios del Mundo in my opinion is more if it's for advanced speakers and it's like it's really all in Spanish. They don't really have content in English so you really gotta know the language and know how to read it to understand a lot of the stuff. Um, Diccionario Libre is a good site too. That's more like that's like the Spanish version of Urban Dictionary. And that site is pretty cool because they'll it'll tell you <clears throat> it's it's more for like slang words and stuff. Mm-hmm. And Kind of cool thing about it that is, you could put in just like a typical word, like you would hear in Spanish, like "poner," mm-hmm. you know, to put or to set to lay something right. down. Uh, you could put that in, and it'll come back with different, um, different expressions that that you use with "poner," and in different countries. And you'll find when you learn a language like Spanish, the the basic words and verbs they teach you. They have so many different sayings and, uh, you know, terms that they they will use those words. In, and you just got to figure that. And that really goes for any other language, too, because, you know, like in German or in uh, French and stuff like that, they'll they'll have words and ways that they use their words that you can't you couldn't just it would go from English to that language and say, oh, this is how I'm going to translate it. it. It won't work that way. Uh-huh. You got to learn the the way that they use it, the placement and, and the sentences and stuff.
1: So. Uh-huh. You know, yeah. um, I was going to ask you, like, do you are you a big component of or supporter of like doing language exchanges for people? You know, to keep up your speaking, or do you just go out in the middle of the community down and just start talking to people?
0: I I think it's I think it is good to interact and, and speak with people. Um, you, you don't always have to do it. I really think it's a mixture of doing, doing public, not public speaking, but speaking um, said language with other people. And mm-hmm. also, you know, studying up on it, learning how to read and write it. Um, I feel like that that's pretty important because, you know, that way you're not stumped. Like I'll see something on Facebook and you know, I have a lot of content in my news feed on Facebook where it'll come up in Spanish, okay. like Wendy's Latino. You know, like where it's like they have all the commercials or the ads in Spanish, right. or uh, you know, I have Telemundo that comes up, or you know, like I always know what the news stories are. So I mean, that's a good thing to know now. Oh,
1: um, I was gonna say um, Tutines, um, uh, Ross, um uh What the hell is it? Um the uh, World Cup. World uh-huh. Cup. Yeah. Yeah, I I've I, uh, I, been watching it. Well, of course I've been watching it in English. Um because uh-uh. the Spanish when you do sports T V it's not like the greatest app on the face of the planet. It keeps freezing. Yeah. So no. um but I will say um I I also listen to, um. oh, I was going to tell you, France 24 Uh is free. You can listen to Spanish news. You can change the language from French to Spanish. Okay. And listen to all the news in Spanish, Arabic, English, and French. Yeah. Yeah, because I listen to the news in French, like all the time. Of course, my vocabulary is pretty freaking good, but you know once you learn one language the rest of them come pretty easily um, yeah. so i mean and it's funny because the more languages i'm learning the more i'm able to connect everything and like i can read in italian romanian french spanish dutch i can understand danish norwegian swedish german yeah so it, I think it's all, you know, um, you know what, what you're focused on learning. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I don't really concentrate a lot on the writing uh, because my whole aim was to be able to speak with people and communicate. I mean, I'll do a lot of, like, I use Google Translate. Forgive me, but I do. <laughs> and I will, um, you know, translate certain things from one language to another or look up a certain good. word that I forgot or whatever. But a 90% of the time, I'm on WhatsApp. I'm speaking to my friends from Colombia, or um, Argentina, or Lima, or Mexico, for instance. Um, good. You know, and I mean, they're like, you speak really good at Spanish. Now, I have done the thing where I find speaking with people that don't speak English helps me out a lot. Mm-hmm. Because I'm not having people revert back to English. That stumps me a heck of a lot when I'm speaking. Um, so I'm just curious. I mean, you've been studying Spanish for 20 years. Do you mm-hmm. still get stumped sometimes?
0: Of course. Yeah, definitely do sometimes. Um, I find it happens when, uh, well, especially around where they where they where the Spanish has spoken is typically faster, where they, they, uh, you know, it's more, they use more figures of speech, but I'm getting even better at that now because I've just been trying to, you know, been trying to interact with people. Fortunately, the neighborhood that I'm in is, uh, there's a lot of, you know, Puerto Rican folks here speak Spanish Mm -hmm. and stuff. And, uh, like there's a bakery I go to down the street and I just buy meals out of there. You can get dinners and stuff. And, the people there really don't like to speak English, so that works to my advantage, you know, and I go in there and then I, it helps for me to talk to them. Um, And yeah, I just, I think that that's you know, all good. Hey, uh, I had a quick question. Mm-hmm. Are people able to see us on these things or is it just it's audio? Just audio. Is it? Okay. I was wondering I was meaning to ask you at the beginning of the call but I you didn't know,
1: No, no, it's audio. Um uh, I mean now, uh,
0: I see somebody commented on a post yeah. that I was following. Yeah. So yeah. I
1: uh, I wanna see how this goes on, on here. And then um once I finish with the interview, you know, I'll um because I want people to know, you know, I'm probably the only one of the only few people that's visually impaired out in the world right now that's that's broadcasting for languages at the moment, and um, I only know a handful of people that are visually impaired that speak other languages aside from me. So, you uh, know, the more people I can find, the better because that way I can get those people's stories out to the world. You know.
0: Do you know Dolce Eleganza? Uh, no. Or uh, Chelsea Aguero. It's either Aguero or Aguero. I'm not sure. Uh, can't remember if she had the umlaut and the U of her name.
1: Uh, no, but you can refer me to them.
0: Okay, yeah, because they both speak Spanish. Dolce is actually from Mexico, and the, her name, that's like just a name on Facebook right. because mm-hmm. Dolce is Italian. It's an Italian name. Right. Word. Uh, so her name is actually Milagros but yeah okay. she goes by Dolce Elegance like Sweet Elegance okay
1: cool yeah. yeah I um I know my language learning journey aside from Spanish which I didn't even realize I was fluent in speaking Spanish until I was speaking to somebody from Colombia and they were like do you realize you're fluent you know I just thought my Spanish
0: sucked. <laughs> well fortunately also you know Spanish speakers, they love it when you know Spanish. You know, they love it when you're trying to learn their language. Like, there's other groups, there's other language groups where they tend, to, they're not as uh, accepting of you learning oh, their language. I Russian mean. is another one where they're very grateful that you're learning their language. So you could mess it up, you could butcher the hell out of Russian, and they're just, they're happy that you're oh, trying to honey, learn. It. You
1: know how many Russian friends I got? You know how many people want me to come to Russian right now? Yeah. I mean and it's funny yeah. because I'm in so many different language groups right now, it's unreal. And so you name the group I'm in it, whether it's Bulgarian, Hungarian, Finnish, uh Chinese, uh, not Japanese yet, I don't think. Um you name it. I'm in a Swedish group, a Dutch group. Um I'm I'm not in Spanish but I am in a German Italian, French, French, uh, yeah, Bulgarian, Romanian, uh, Portuguese, because I did learn a little bit of Portuguese. And, and <laughs> honestly, I will say this this is the part that is so messed up about that. I, okay, two people got in an argument. Okay. Because one of them wanted to teach me Portuguese from Portugal, and the other one wanted to teach me Brazilian Portuguese, for which is what I want, the dialect I wanted to learn. Mm -hmm. And they were like, she wants to learn Brazilian Portuguese, not Portuguese from Portugal. She's more closer (laughs) to Brazil than she is to Portugal.
0: Yeah, besides, Brazilian Portuguese sounds a little more pleasant. I mean, uh, and they they both are, it's, either dialect is decent, but there's a definite difference between them, and you can tell like the the Portuguese, the uh, Brazilian Portuguese is a lot smoother sounding.
1: Oh, I got, I had people hit me up for friendship requests, and I mean, like, you name it, I, I could say, you know, uh, hola, como, come, 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 i esta, um, um, tarjilla, um mi amigo, yeah. you know, I could, I could yeah. say all yeah. that. Uh, amigo, yeah. and, and they would just yeah. be like, you're, I mean, I only studied it for six weeks. Yeah.
0: Well, Portuguese and Spanish are very similar, yeah. so it's one of those kind of languages that if you know one or the other you can kind of get by right. in the other language I've noticed. Right.
1: Now, it's easy for us to pick up Portuguese after learning Spanish, but then when they want to learn Spanish it's a little bit different because of the pronunciation. However, I can actually read in Portuguese. Yeah. So, I mean it's I got all the Harry Potter in Portuguese. I even have it in a not Portuguese yeah. I have two of them in Portuguese, but I have them all in Romanian. And Romanian is similar to it ta- Italian and French.
0: Yeah. Just, and yeah, it's a it's considered a Romance language. It's similar, but I have found that there are some definite differences, though. Like, the, like when I think "How, how are you?" is "Jimmy Futch" or something yeah. like that. Like that's that's different. Yeah, yeah.
1: it is. Like, yeah. but if you know Italian, which I mean, if you know Spanish, you know Italian. Yeah. I mean, and it's not is difficult like i've been using michelle thomas and i Uh have it for arabic dutch french italian japanese and russian i plan on getting it for swedish at some point because i do want to learn swedish and um i did um because here in akron we have a high concentration of people from the middle east people from china Uh we have a couple people from korea some people from um, thailand and japan we have uh, a lot of, you know, Spanish speaking people from uh, a couple of people from Mexico, a lot of people from Puerto Rico, um uh, Colombia, um you know in that in that and then we have a lot of people from Eastern Europe, um, you know, Serbia and Yeah um, um Ukraine, some Russians, so and they speak Russian. So I mean that helps me out a lot. I mean, I do know some words in, in Egyptian Arabic. That's the dialect uh-huh. I wanted to do. And so I said next year is going to be a whole year of nothing but Arabic. But um, yeah, I, I use that plus memories, plus tune in radio, plus YouTube. I am married to YouTube. And, yeah. and um, because you'll be surprised what you find and who you, you know. And I mean, I have linguists from all over the world. Like I got over 1600 people. So it's, it, I, like, I guess with my show, I kind of want to put a spin on if if all these sighted linguists can do it, so can someone that's visually impaired, you know, if they can make their own podcast. I mean, yes, you have people who have their own shows for, like, music and stuff, but you don't see a lot of people talking about how do you learn languages, what do you use, what are the difficulties, and I mean, I I think for me personally... For someone that loves to, to communicate with people, um, in whatever language I can, I can speak at the moment. Um, I would have to say I I find trying to find audio content like if you want a book, and if it's not in a certain language, you're screwed uh-huh. because you can't find every book you want. Like if I'm learning Russian. I can't find a lot of. I mean, I'd have people send me Harry Potter in Russian MP3. Yeah.
0: Well, the thing is, you can't. Not everything could be translated from one language to another, too. You know, there's certain things that just the, the, the humor, the way the words are, the delivery of the words, and all that it could be lost on the, the listener of another language, or you know, the reader, whatever.
1: Actually, there. You'll be surprised if you Google Harry Potter in other languages. You will uh-huh. be surprised how many audio books there are in every language. Harry Potter's even freaking Icelandic. But our problem is in this country is that a lot of it's catered to certain certain languages.
0: Uh-huh. Spanish
1: is one of them. German's another. French, well, I mean, yeah, you can do French. You can do Italian. You know. But it's very hard to find the languages that are becoming more popular, like Middle Eastern, you know, languages and Pacific Asian languages, and you know, because Chinese is becoming popular and Japanese and Korean. Oh my god, Korean is like exploding! Yeah, so I guess I look at it as it would be nice if they have all of these books in print. Why can't they have them? You know, because not everybody's a visual learner.
0: Fun fact about Korean. I heard that there are eight ways to say no in Korean. Oh, heck no. like and it's just, I mean, I don't know how to say them, but I've heard that there are eight ways to say it. It's like, that's really interesting. And I guess it's just probably for different situations. Right. Some are probably more polite, more formal, and others might be more direct and blunt and like, hell no. <laughs> no.
1: But that's but yeah, just, I don't know. Korean is very, very popular language right now. Extremely popular, oh. especially on Netflix. They're actually creating more content, more Asian content, because they got contracts from over there where they're having more content from, from Asia, especially in Korean and Chinese. Yeah. So, I mean, do you plan on, like, learning any more languages in the future? Oh,
0: of course. I, I definitely plan to. I just haven't been able to stick to one because all the other languages I want to learn, although they're popularly spoken, it's not really at the level that Spanish is, so... you. You still, you have materials in it, but it's still, the access isn't, you don't have as much access to it as you probably could, or like, say, for example, Chinese is, uh, you know, that's a whole different way of reading and writing it.
1: Oh, by you the know. way, there is a Chinese Braille code, and there's only 50 characters you have to learn.
0: 50 characters? Yeah. Okay. okay. Now, I mean, I have yeah, a, I
1: don't know if you're using a Braille display at all.
0: Uh, no, no, I'm not using a Braille display at the moment. Because
1: no. I have a uh, Braille Edge 40 in um I can be able to read in 17 different languages right now. But, okay. but you have to have the file either in a RTF format, which is rich text format for those who don't know what RTF stands for. Or you have to have it in a TXT format or an HTML format in that language. It can't be translated from English to that note, yeah. So but yeah, um But it's it's I haven't like learned the Braille codes yet. I do know Spanish Braille. That's obvious because I yeah. I took it
0: Yeah, that's fairly easy. Yeah, you just do you... Couple extra characters, or you know, it's like some of the uh, the letters or the accent signs have like Braille, uh, English Braille contractions. Right. Yeah.
1: Since the advent of UEB recently, which I already got my uh, certificate for, it wasn't uh-huh. as difficult. They only took out nine contractions, and they they added some more um, some more um, punctuation. But it really wasn't that difficult. It was like six lessons. It's for free at Hatley School for the uh, Blind and Visually Impaired. So I I took it and um, the the hardest part was part three and part five. Part three was the punctuation. I took it three times. And then uh, part five, I took it twice. But you got to get a B in it or higher. But it's not, it really isn't that difficult. I mean, like, it's grade one and grade two combined, UEB, pretty much. So, yeah. um, let me think. Um, if you were to give five tips to someone that's learning a language for the first time that's low vision, what would those tips be? So
0: someone who's learning a language that's uh, low vision, uh... I don't know if I have five, but let's see. I will try to come up with some here. Uh, uh, you obviously your ears are your friend. So that's probably the, the prime. That's one of the, the ear. I'm sorry. Ears. And then, you know, oral. So I'd say ears is the, probably the very first thing. Cause you gotta be able to listen, pay attention, pick up on how to say words, how they're pronounced, all that. Um, and then oral, learning how to speak those words, how to actually, you know, articulate them yourself and uh, try your best to imitate the sounds that you hear, you know, the way the words are said. Um, like with me, when I, when I learned Spanish, my main goal was to not sound like, a, like an American or an English-speaking person speaking right. Spanish. I wanted to be able to, to mimic the, t- the way the words were said exactly as they, you know, as they sound. Um, let's see. Um, let's see. What else could I say? Um, Jaws is pretty good when you're when you're learning a different language. And what would be really helpful, naturally, is you want to be able to uh, you want to get used to the the language that corresponds with what you're learning. So, like you know, you can set Jaws to different languages. So. You know, it's always good to, like, set it, if you're learning German, set it to German when you're looking at German text or whatever, or Italian or what have you. I think kind of sucks because there's not Russian or Chinese or nothing on the basic JAWS thing. I heard you have to actually buy those apps or download, like, a separate thing for that.
1: Yeah, I heard about that. A friend of mine who works for UD in Columbus, she's fluent in French and in Russian. And she, she's yeah. visually impaired. And she said, "Yeah, she had that problem. She, she can read Russian Braille, but she can't um, write in Russian because Jaws doesn't have Russian. Which the good thing about the Mac, you can do that.
0: Oh, you can set it to yeah, Russian on the can. Mac.
1: Yeah, oh, that's and cool. I, that's why I switched from Windows to the Mac because I got tired of paying almost four hundred dollars okay. for upgrades." The
0: jaws. yeah yeah but, um let's see what else what else could I recommend or suggest um
1: what do you think about flashcards? do you use them No, I don't they they're probably
0: helpful to some people. I just did that was never my way of learning it i I just like you know, looking at the text, like just reading things um, oh um. Another thing that is helpful, and I don't know if this is necessarily for just low vision people, but watch TV programs and stuff in that language. You know, I know I watched enough, you know, Telemundo and Univision for a lifetime. You know, oh yes, corto de Pueblo. Yeah, and I just was—I uh, would go to sleep, you know, and, watch, and watching that type of stuff. And it is, you know, I've—I've I've had dreams in Spanish and all that, and, um, you know, I just, but I, I like looking at all that type of stuff, just whatever it is, whether it be videos or uh, audio that's in another language.
1: Uh-huh. Um,
0: yeah, I'm not really sure if I have any others, uh, you know, any other tips, but just, you know, as a general rule, you know, you want to keep at it, you know, you just, you, you really want to you really want to if you want to learn a language you do kind of have to be serious right. about it. You can't like just learn a little bit at a time. Um I'm not saying like, you know, you have to spend the whole day doing it, but you do have to, you know, spend a couple hours really soaking it in, absorbing it. You know, it it, it helps. Um I know a long time dream of mine was to go to a Spanish speaking country, you know. Like I'd like to go to Spain or to Argentina or something like that or, you know, if it was the right place, maybe Mexico, but I just wouldn't want to go to a place that was too known for crime or, you know, the cartel was right. popular, you know, but, uh, yeah, I mean, some of those countries would be really fun, I think, and God knows, I mean, the, the food, I've heard the the, uh, cuisine in all those countries is just wonderful for different reasons, right. you know, like, Spain you got uh you know paella which is like a dish that they it's like rice and some vegetables and they put uh you know different types of meat in there they can you can put anything from beef chicken uh, pork uh seafood anything. anything you know um cocido which are not uh, yeah cocido or as they would say cocido which is like a stew kind of deal mm-hmm. um gaspacho um just a lot of that type of stuff um fabada um Ar- argentina's you know they they have they actually eat more italian food over there you know they like pasta and pizza and all that but they they have their own little spin right. on it um yeah um i don't know dulce de leche which is like a dessert from what i understand i've never had it but yeah just all that stuff i mean i could go on forever about now, the different types of dishes i even look i it was up.
1: just curious do you use your um for like at work when you working?
0: oh yeah yeah i got to that's actually one of the that's one of the things that i'm i'm on a program or not on a program but like they, that was noted on my application, and that's one of the things that, you know, they pay me to do.
1: And what, and what is, do you uh, do?
0: I work in a call center, and I take inbound calls for uh, different organizations and stuff. Like, we don't sell anything, per se, but, um, okay, so, like, one of the campaigns we do is, like, for job and family services, so people that are enrolling on food stamps or Medicaid or whatever they call us to get started with it. They still have to go through a couple more steps, but we, we get them going in the right direction. Uh, <clears throat> I, we also take calls for the Secretary of State of mm-hmm. Ohio uh, for people who are registering their businesses. Um, we do calls for the Ohio Department of Tourism, um, the the Ohio Department, do- We kind of work with the Ohio Department of Health just on the Help Me Grow program, Mm -hmm. you know, so for parents who are trying to prevent any, like, if they're worried about their children having any developmental issues, if they think they have a disability or something, they go through that program. So, I mean, we do a lot of stuff. Um, Some people work with Ohio Department of Education, but yeah, that's that's another campaign. I don't work on that. How long
1: have you been um, working as a call center representative?
0: um on and off for about 13 14 years um but yeah at the job that i'm at right now it's gonna be five years and i'm knocking on wood hope i can make it to the five but yeah because you know they they actually recognize you for that like when you pass certain milestones at, at the place you work
1: and at. and where's this place
0: on, uh, it's on the east side of Cleveland. It's on located on uh, east, east 101st in Chester. Okay. Yeah.
1: Now that actually sounds exciting.
0: Oh yeah, it, we we definitely have some fun moments there, and it's pretty cool. And um, especially on the Job and Family Services line, I get you know quite a few Spanish calls also for help mm-hmm. me grow. You know, a lot of people that only speak Spanish. So the, I find that that definitely helps a lot.
1: Now, are you the only um, visually impaired person working at this facility
0: or others? Oh, no, no, no. There, there are others. The, the, or the center itself is their primary mission is to help the blind and visually impaired, you know, to empower them, to give them tools to be, you know, the, to be productive in society. And uh, so, but the thing about our call center, which is kind of cool, is that they do mix it up. You know, it's not exclusively for blind or visually impaired Mm -hmm. people, although um, we do make up a good portion of the center. And now we've grown to, uh, we have, uh, I believe we have two call centers now. Uh, We have one the upstairs level and then one in the basement of the building. It's pretty cool.
1: Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, well, Dana, thank you so much for taking the time to be on the show today. I really appreciate it.
0: Awesome. I'm glad that I was able to make it here. Thanks oh, for you're having welcome. me. welcome.
1: Everybody, right. it's a wrap for today. Um, this is your host, Chanel Hancock, from Chanel's Language Learning Journey podcast. And remember, language learning is a journey, not a race. And if you would like to listen to this podcast on not only anchor.fm.com, but you can listen to it on Stitcher, Google Hangout, iTunes, and Spotify. And remember, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast and give a rating and a review. And that helps other listeners out in the language learning community find the podcast. Thank you.